TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green is being presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Tantera Golf Club. Briarwood Country Club and Lancaster Country Club. A hole in one, not big. Now it's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Minas. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Key to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. I'm Brian Cozio along with Kevin Sylvester and PGA Pro Jeff Minas. And uh, we appreciate you being here for the best spot for local golf talk here in western New York every Saturday from 7 to 8. Coming up here on the show, well, we've got a jam-packed show. We'll talk about the latest news. Of course, the coronavirus still on everybody's minds and more in terms of how it affected the golf world this week. Not only internationally, there's Olympics news, which we'll get to here in a second, but also locally as well, some more news to pass along. Uh, we'll talk about that. Players, though, on the PGA Tour are stepping up and doing some great stuff throughout this situation that we're all dealing with so we'll bring up a couple of positive things here along the way of course our normal features including our western new york pga tip of the week jeff's going to tell you how you can add 10 yards uh, onto your swing here even in a chance in an opportunity now where you may not have a chance to practice as much and also of course the uh, the highlight of the show today the number two ranked player in the world john rom kevin sylvester got a chance to catch up with him uh, a few days ago, and we'll have that interview coming up, Kevin's chat with John Rahm, in the second segment. But uh, good morning to you both, and uh, Kevin, what a cool opportunity that we're going to get to hear your chat with John Rahm here coming up in a few minutes. Yeah, I, I, I was thrilled that he, he agreed to do it. Um, I, I, John um, is familiar with me from PGA Tour Radio, so, uh, you know, we uh, it, it, people always ask me who are the nicest guys to deal with, and I I always say John Rahm. I have a pretty good rapport with him. Uh, and I think it stems from, you know, early on when he first came on the tour, I got assigned to him a lot. And uh, there weren't big galleries around him. And he was playing well. And uh, I, I, I would talk to his then manager and former college coach, Tim Mickelson, quite a bit uh, during the rounds. And his uh, girlfriend, now wife, uh, Kelly. So uh, I just found him to be a great, engaging guy, super talented player. And I think everybody's going to enjoy the interview. To You'll realize what a special young man John Rahm is, not only as a player, but just as, as a person. He's got great perspective uh, for somebody so young uh, in this world. And you think about this, this is a guy who, and we talk about this in the interview, uh, you know, he's got his family back in Spain. 
uh, and that country's dealing with this crisis. Um, they're in the thick of it right now. And, you know, then, of course, he's over here in America uh, right now wondering, uh, how do I keep up on my career and concerns about over here in the United States? So, you know, right now we're, we're all worried about just here, right? You know, our own little world, our own neighborhood, our own house, for that matter. And, you know, he's got his mind in two different places right now. Kevin, I know last week uh, you gave a shout out to the teachers to start off the show. Um, let's give a shout out to all the healthcare workers that are taking care of everybody here. I know they're putting their own lives at risk, their own health at risk. I know we continue to see great stories about the workers and things they're doing. Volunteers now uh, that are coming forth, whether you're retired or even just even students in anticipation of graduation, you're, you're going in early to uh, get that going. Um, and, you know, all the other essential staff here around Western New York that's allowing us still to live, um, I would say, you know, yes, we know we're inconvenienced, but in a comfortable manner. The fact that uh, I'm still able to go to the grocery store, uh, you know, all those workers, they continue to do great work. So uh, kudos to all you. Yes, we're going to talk about golf here for the next hour, but uh, our thoughts are always with all of you here this week. And uh, Jeff, you know, there's a lot of people here in Western New York all pulling together and uh, we obviously owe them a good deal of gratitude. Yeah, and I think of, I mean, everybody has a story right now. Everybody's got a difficult situation. I haven't talked to anybody who isn't going through their own struggles. So whether your struggles are, everybody's struggles are big to them. And uh, it's been neat. Um, a lot of friends, we've been contacting each other, getting, you know, little tech circles, making sure everybody's all right, making sure everybody has everything they need. And, um, you know, it's a typical Buffalonian American thing. It's um, you know, we just have to ride this out a little bit. And, and one of the things I think about is, you know, we talked about all these seasons being lost, all those kids in college, that was their senior season to play golf and their last chance to play in a few of these events that they've played in for years and years with their best friends, trying to win a, a conference title, trying to get to nationals, trying to do all those things that these players are doing. They're not going to get a chance to do that this year. Disappointed, but, um, a small price to pay. I'd agree. Kev, Kev, you, I think you're fortunate. You, you, I mean, you're in a unique situation where you deal internationally with people a lot. And, um, you know, you're talking about John Rahm. He's dealing with what's going on in Spain, which is far worse than here. And, and even, even he and all these players that seem to have the world by, uh, by the, by the short hairs, they, they still, they have their own struggles, right, Kev? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, this is one of the things about, you know, when they, when they, cancel the players after round one, right? Um, and people say, well, you already played round one. You're not going to have spectators there. What's it going to matter? Well, you know, the, the, these players have families, and some of them, you know, they, they have families uh, that, that aren't with them in the United States of America, and they, and they want to get home to when they're concerned about it. I mean, that, right? I mean, that's where uh, all, of, all of our uh, thoughts went when this occurred, and golfers are certainly no different than that, and yes, it truly is an international game uh, worldwide. And I, I think of the players that um, I, I interviewed just at the Arnold Palmer Invitational that were from different countries. I mean, the winner, Kirill Hatton, uh, from England. Um, I, I talked to um, Danny Lee. Now he went to college here in the United States, but he you know, South Korea. So I mean, there are. Uh, I'm thinking of um, Sung Kang. I talked to Sung Kang, uh, also a, a Korean player. So. Uh, you know, there are players, you know, all around the world. Francesco Molinari, I, I talked to him uh, on Wednesday uh, from Italy, a country that is, I mean, I don't want to say devastated, but man, the hardest hit, it seems, right now, along with New York City. So, 
it truly is an international game. And I, I think about some of the people uh, that I work with, uh, PG Tour Radio and, and fellow broadcasters out there. Mark Immelman, who uh, works at CBS and PGA Tour Live, works on PGA Tour Radio. He's from uh, South Africa. Phil Tatarangi from New Zealand. Um, I mean, it's uh, a Jane Crafter used to work with from Australia. I mean, it, it, Mark Zucchino up in Canada. Uh, it, you know, host Golf Talk Canada. We can get that in our listening audience, and that'll be on later today um, from TSN Radio out of Canada. So, yeah, I just think about about the people all over the all over the world that uh, I, I come in contact with when I'm working a PGA Tour event, and that I recently was in contact with at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Guys, when I got back. Uh, this past Monday was 14 days. Uh, believe me, I limited uh, myself from going anywhere on doing anything for those 14 days just because I had been traveling. Not that I was concerned as I was exposed because I wasn't exposed to anybody, but I had been on the road for 14 days. Um, so I was really targeting Monday and I felt fine and everything. And I was just kind of saying, okay, well, truly limit yourself here um, because of the international exposure, I guess, that I had uh, when it came to being out there on the PGA Tour. But um, I know it's a long-winded answer to uh, how far-reaching this is, but um, I just want to make that point. Like, we, you know, we think of, um, you know, all the players you, you see. Heck, the number one player in the world's from Ireland. I mean, it's an international game, and it's going to be that way, continue to be that way. And it's amazing how when you break it down, uh, how connected we all are to the world. T.D. Green here on WGR. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro, Jeff Metis. So uh, as we mentioned, John Rahm, that interview coming up with Kevin, uh, coming up in uh, just a little bit here on our second segment on T.D. Green. Also, Jeff's Western New York PGA Tip of the Week coming your way. But as we talk about international play and international, how golf's all now global, uh, it leads us to our, our first bit of news this week that uh, the Olympics now have been postponed. The plan, at least as of this moment, is to try it again in Tokyo in 2021. Uh, but we know golf is now part of the Olympics. The first time uh, we've seen it in our lifetime was back in Rio last year. If you remember, Justin Rose, Henrik Stenson, Matt Kuchar were the medal winners. Anybody that went and played said that it was a, an incredible experience. Some did not go last year, either due to some of the issues that were going on there. Uh, with this, I believe what it was the the Zika was was going on down there, and then of course some also with travel and all that sort of stuff. So um, more golfers, I'm sure, were excited to go this time. It won't happen, obviously, this calendar year. Uh, but Jeff, no Olympics this time around, um, and that's going to affect obviously who goes because maybe who is going to be lined up to play and go in this year, including Tiger Woods because he had points earned, you know, rankings earned from his Masters win. A calendar year from now, who knows who's going to end up going to represent the United States or any of these other countries. Yeah, it does change things quite a bit because now, hey, we were looking at the players that were uh, high in points or representing their country at this time. You know, they we're, they, we're getting close to qualifying time. Um, but just like all the other sports, all the qualifications have been thrown into limbo. Um, I don't know if they'll uh, change the formula because they're adding a year to it. Uh, but you, you might see the window closing on some of these really good players um, or, you know, some of the players you might expect to see from America. Tiger Woods, who knows where he'll be a year from now. He's already, he played great last year and he's still struggling with, the, you know, some physical issues. He's been out of the box a little bit slow this year. Maybe it's a good thing for him. 
We don't know, but you know, it's everything's been thrown into tumult, and um, our whole golf season that we rely on, you know, through the to get us through the years, you know, is the I miss the um, the months, you know. Hey, we're missing the Masters. Hey, then we're going to miss the U.S. Open. Hey, we're going to miss the PGA. We're going to miss the British. All those things still haven't hit home. I don't know that they've announced about the British yet, but um, I imagine it wouldn't be too far behind unless things change drastically. Um, you know, the Ryder Cup. All these things are, the qualifications are going to be different. The golf will still be super exciting. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see what they, not excited to see. I'm, I'm wondering how they're going to have to adapt to it. Everything will have to be adapted to on the fly um, as far as all these qualifications go. And that has a trickle-down effect. I mean, that's, that doesn't have a, it's, it, the state has the same thing. What are college coaches doing right now? You know, they're trying to find players. They're trying to critique players. You can't watch guys playing tournaments. You can't go to state events. You can't go to the AJGA. All those things, you know. So, um, you know, so I guess I, I'm concerned how, you know, what what will the quality of play be? There's so many questions, so many things up in the air, Brian. I uh, I, I don't even know. I don't even know where to how to wrap my mind around all the all the issues and things that are going to have to change in the golf world. Jeff brings up a really interesting point, and I and I think one that is we're going to have to wait and see how this how this really pans out with qualifying you know it, and it's not just about the olympics the the only major uh that had its field set was the masters um and and so that's why i i think they could play that um if, if they want to do it in the fall um and, and they could reshuffle things um they, they'd be able to do that now they may reshuffle things on the pga tour in the fall also um, and you may see a more busier fall, which is different that players are used to. It all depends when we're able to get back to this thing. You know, uh, the Canadian Open, they're still going through their preparations, uh, the Royal St. George in Toronto, um, because uh, it, they're a second week in June. Memorial, I believe the same thing, even though they're right on that cusp, the, the end of May there. And I think the goal is to play, you know, if, if I were making a goal right now, uh, I would say Memorial would be the goal. Now, whether that's just with competitors and not fans, I think that's uh, to be determined. Is that something that where uh, they can put the golf on television and start with Memorial and work from there? I, you know, we look at the PGA Championship, um, you know, obviously because there was other qualifiers and it's important to have PGA professionals in the PGA Championship. So I, I certainly understand that one. Uh, the U.S. Open, it's, it's an open. You got to have the qualifying. Um, you know, golf's a very traditional game, so there are things that need to occur to hold these events. Same thing with the Open Championship uh, over over in Britain. So um, the only one that is set uh, out of the majors uh, would be the Masters. And with the Olympics, yeah, the qualifying criteria, yeah, it was it was certainly a big year. The Jeff's point about Tiger, this maybe helps Tiger uh, to compete in the Olympics. This time off, I, I've got to think, helps Tiger. Uh, and his back to to heal up here. There's no pressure to play for him right now. There's no pressure to make it back for the Masters, uh, and that's perhaps the best thing for Tiger Woods uh, and his body and his health uh, moving forward here. So, you know, I'm trying to look at silver linings in this thing. Maybe it's a healthier Tiger Woods. I mean, obviously, uh, he wasn't able to sustain uh, that high level that he came back to his body. I mean, that's why he you know, after the Genesis Invitational, that he had essentially shut it down for a little while, and his his back wasn't there. So, you know, if we want Tiger Woods to be relevant, perhaps this break is that. Um, 
yeah, Zika virus was the issue uh, in Brazil for the Olympics, um, but the, the Olympics went on. Some players didn't go. I think some players also wondered, like, well, how good is it going to be? And then they saw uh, the competition and, uh, you know, the, the pride in the players that won. I mean, you had Justin Rose, the, the gold medalist, Henrik Stenson, the silver medalist, and uh, Matt Kuchar, the, the bronze medalist. And the, and the players uh, just speaking how great it was to compete for their countries and to win a medal. I mean, when you only have that opportunity every four years, uh, it's an incredible opportunity. And players absolutely want to represent their country. That's actually something that uh, John Rahm and I talk about in the interview that will be, be coming up here. And the other thing I want to mention is the Ryder Cup. And I thought Graham McDowell uh, made some interesting comments this week concerning the Ryder Cup because uh, everybody's, you know, as long as the Ryder Cup's not uh, postponed. But there is qualifying for the Ryder Cup. Uh, you know, we, we have New Era Cap, the official cap of the United States uh, golf team, uh, Ryder Cup, that we sponsors our Ryder Cup report. And we're going to track the standings every single week. Well, uh, if they go ahead with the Ryder Cup, uh, you know, there might be players that may not make it on those standings because they don't have enough events to accumulate points for those standings. And, and McDowell's comments, Brian, were essentially, as long as there is a uh, proper way, we all agree that uh, the teams are made up by proper qualifying and selection, then we can go ahead with the Ryder Cup. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, the Ryder Cup is such a unique, special event, and how people qualify for the Olympics, as you were mentioning, how people qualify for the Ryder Cup, I mean, it's it's all based upon how you're playing going in, the events in front of them, and with us having such an uncertain schedule and the lack of events, I mean, really, to be able to get all these in, and figure out who should be the ones that are on the team, who should be the captain's picks. I mean, to actually have, you know, these conversations right now, it, it does seem uh, kind of like, you know, insensitive in some capacity. Who knows? You know, we're, we're all hoping that normal life's going to come back here soon. But um, in terms of the logistics of how these events go play going forward, um, I think it's going to be really tough to play any of these events where you have to qualify to get in, like the Ryder Cup, without pushing it back. I mean, Players want to know who's playing well. Players want to be able to qualify and earn their spot. And I think because it's tough to be able to earn your spot without a lack of playing, I mean, who knows how long this will last. I mean, the Ryder Cup scheduled for late September. If golf does come back in May or in June, I guess that would give enough time uh, that they could allow enough events in that you could say, yes, you know, this is enough for us to still hold the Ryder Cup. But uh, we don't know, you know, internationally how travel is going to be at that point. And again, will will players even want to, what they think, jeopardize their own safety for their families? Would you allow fans in? I mean, these are all questions that obviously we don't even know answers to at this point. So um, the Ryder Cup is definitely another one of those things that we can throw in the mix that there's a lot of uncertainty about. As Kevin mentioned, the Ryder Cup report brought to you by New Era Calf, the official cap of the of Team USA. One other international thing, let's talk about that, and it's in its title, and it has a local spin. Uh, we found out this week, sad news from our good friends at East Aurora Country Club, the International Junior Masters uh, will be canceled for 2020 uh, due to all the reasons that are very obvious, the travel, the logistics, the planning, the lack of practice, all that that are going in right now uh, due to the coronavirus situation. So no International Junior Masters this year, Jeff. Uh, we know locally we go to do our show there every year. Um, that's got to be a, uh, you know, it's another big blow here to the Western New York golf calendar. It's such a great event. We love going to do it. And all these juniors that maybe they were excited this was going to be their year to play in it, 
uh, they won't have that opportunity, at least for this calendar year. Oh, and, and what a heartbreak for the, you know, for all the kids. How about the local kids that qualified their whole life? You know, they've been hearing about the Easter or Junior Masters. They get in, they qualify, and this is the year it gets canceled because of a virus. You know, and all this talk brought up an interesting point to me. It, you know, golf might be one of the last sports to come back because of its international nature. You know, like hey, the International Junior Masters, you got kids from Mexico, Canada, all over the world competing. The PGA Tours quadruple that. There's players from all. So how do you accommodate, um, you know, a guy has to be quarantined for two weeks and he's on your Ryder Cup team because the virus isn't going away. It may slow down or seasonally until we get a, uh, a a vaccine for it. So th- there's a lot of considerations, I mean, throughout the golf world to be made because golf is such a game that brings people from all over a region, a state, a country, the world for events. And so golf might be one of the slower ones to come back in the in the tournament format. I think it'll come back great once once the weather breaks because everybody's going to want to get out and play. I, I know you're itching to play, aren't you, Brian? Well, th- again, to all of our... Uh our good friends and, of course, partners of the show over at East Aurora Country Club, the head pro, uh, David Jones, the superintendent, Drew Thompson, uh, the tournament directors, Jeff Kamey and Paul O'Brien. We always speak with them. Uh, uh, we know it was a tough decision for you guys, but uh, understandably so of how it played out. And uh, hopefully we'll be uh, out at East Aurora doing a show here uh, in the near future. All right, before we go to break here, let's get a check of the PGA Tour leaderboard. It's brought to you by Callaway Chrome Soft. This ball is different and also by Puma Golf Shoes. Uh, with no leaderboard to look at, we're checking out the FedEx Cup season standings. And right now, Sunjay Im is on top. Uh, he's played 14 events, and he's got a win, five top tens. He's in first right now, a slight lead over Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy. So there are your top three right now in the FedEx Cup standings. When we come back, looking forward to listening to this, Kevin Sylvester sits down and chats with the number two player in the world, the PGA Tour star, John Rahm. That's coming up next year on Tee to Green. Brian Colzio, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Bedis, Derek Kramer producing. Thanks for listening. Hope you're having a good start to your weekend here on WGR on Tee to Green. You're listening to Tee to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Tantara Golf Club, Briarwood Country Club, and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned. More Tea to Green coming up. Welcome back to Tea to Green here on WGR. The guys will be back with you in a moment. But in the meantime, Kevin Sylvester had a moment to catch up with John Rum. Here's Kevin's interview with the number two player in the world. Well, joining me now is the one of the top players in the world and one of the uh, better guys you'll ever meet off the course, which may surprise some people, but it won't surprise those who know John Rom. John, thanks for joining me. No, thank you. It's uh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for the kind words. Uh, well, you know, it's it's funny. People ask me like, "Oh, what's John Rom like?" I watch him on TV, and you know, he seems like he gets angry. And this is my response to everybody: I "Go well." I played golf with you. Do you ever get angry at a shot? And they're like, yes. I said, okay. Have you ever talked to him? They're like, no. I, he's one of the nicest guys uh, you'll ever meet, one of the most thoughtful people you'll ever meet. And one of the reasons I based it, I think the last time I interviewed you after a round on, on PGA Tour was in San Diego. Um, and the events that happened that day um, were I mean, so emotional for you. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and you, uh, you were so eloquent uh, afterwards, you ju- you just 
uh, missed winning, uh, a playoff by one stroke. And you came off the golf course and got the news about Kobe Bryant. And I got to commend you, John. You really um, uh, put it into words what everybody was thinking about his loss. Yeah, I mean, it was it was right away, right? It was a quick turnaround of, of me missing that pot. And then, you know, I was in scoring. And Kelly came into scoring, which she never does. And I'm like, what's going on? And I thought she was just trying to console me for, for now. You know, for or at least tell me, you know, good fight on the back nine for playing how I did. And, and she basically came up to me and there's no easy way to say anything, but she said, like, Kobe died. And me and Rory were next to each other, like, what, like, Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter accident. And I think we both couldn't believe it. We're like, what are you talking about? Like, are you serious? And, and yeah, and I mean, I took myself five minutes and went and did the interview and, and, and said the truth and spoke from the heart. You know, it's it puts things in perspective. Right, uh, I could have been upset about missing that putt, uh, which which I was. I mean, I was more upset about how I started the day and not giving up an opportunity to win the tournament again, the tournament that I love. But truth, truth, truth be said, you know, you think about how things, how quickly things can go, and somebody who who had had an amazing basketball career, who just started the next chapter of his life, and being a great example for many athletes to come of what you can do afterwards. And, Oscar, an Academy Award winner, which is hard to believe, right? An right. MVP, NBA champion, at the same time being an Academy Award winner, which, come on, how does, how does that translate? And then the many other people that lost their lives on that helicopter flight. It's just, it can be gone in a second, especially for people like us that travel so much. We don't go in helicopters, we're in planes, but you never know when the last day can be, right? So that's why I think it's important to be thankful for what you have, thankful for the people around you, and uh, and just remember that what we do, like, yeah, I might be getting mad, getting mad in the golf course because what I do matters to me, and, like, anybody anybody messes up in life, period, they're going to get upset whether it's the job or not. So I do get upset because it matters to me, but once you're on the golf course, that's it. It's done, you know. Uh, life goes on. And and be happy that you have the people that you have around you. It's the same as I can say, right? I mean, it's uh, yeah, uh, it's what it is. It's life moves on whether you make that part or not. And I allow myself a little bit to be mad if I play right after a round, and after that, we move on. And uh, and luckily, I have Kelly there with me, and and we resume our lives like if I had made a part to win the tournament. It's as simple as that. Yeah, no, I, well said there, and uh, I just I hope you don't mind me pointing that out because. Uh, you probably get that a lot, and um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't mind it. Yeah, well, I had the same same people. Uh, people asking about Tyrrell Hatton, who I was just with when he won the Arnold Palmer, and uh, same thing. Like I found him a very engaging fellow um, in interviews, and uh, you know has got a good sense of humor on the course. Uh, he certainly has his moments uh, on there, but that's I mean, what you guys are playing for. I mean, the stakes are so high. Um, not just talking financial, but legacy and winning and um, all the work you put in to playing. I don't think people people realize that the the amount of balls you hit every single day, the workouts, the nutrition, I mean, all the things that go into it, uh, there's so much passion that you have to have to keep it going and, and to try to win. Yeah, I would say, no, yeah, it's like when something matters to you a lot, things don't work out, I mean, you are going to get upset, right? We all feel emotions. It's going to bother you some way. And yeah, some of us react different ways. Uh, but what I think 
not people being wrong, but you can't jump the gun to judge somebody based on what they do, what they do at work or in high pressure situations like that. Right. That doesn't mean I am like that in every part of my life. You know, it's, 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 uh, don't judge me as a character based on what I do on the golf course sometimes. Cause a lot of the times I don't show the good things, right? TV is pretty quick at showing the bad parts just, just because. So if, um, if they showed everything, right, the bad and the good parts and the good things that we do on the golf course and how many times we're laughing and smiling, you know, you will see a balance. Uh, and again, like I said, we're not, I'm not the same person when I'm competing. I say I'm on the golf course. When I'm competing, I'm there to win. I'm not there to make friends and I'm not there to smile. I'm there to do my best and win and, and perform and hopefully win. And that's what I'm there for. Now, outside the golf course, well, I'm just, like one other, like a, one more person, a regular guy who just likes to be, you know, like a simple life and, and trying to enjoy, you know, what we have and and be thankful for what we have. But uh, I wouldn't say don't judge us or athletes or anybody who's, you know, who's a performer in that sense based on what we do on the golf course. Uh, we are, um, the day we're talking here, a, a lot's going on in the world. Um yeah, and a lot's going on in, in your home country. So uh, I just wanted to ask if you've been in touch with family and friends back in Spain, and and how they're doing with uh, what's going on here with COVID nineteen. Yeah, so uh, I've been I've been really in touch since the player uh, got canceled. Actually, that Friday morning, I talked to my whole family just to make sure everybody was okay before we flew back. And and, and yeah, I mean they're quarantined; they can't leave the house. They're bored. Uh, <laughs> They're bored, I mean, to say the least, because, you know, you can only do so much in your house. But they're really good spirits. You know, I keep up with them a lot. Uh, I'm talking to them almost every day. And, and uh, you know, the, again, they're really they're really happy people. Like, they have a really happy family in that sense, and they're all in great spirits. They're happy to talk to me when I call them. And we have a fun time. Uh, but I think there's that really resilience of the Spanish character, right? I mean, it's just... They're going to pull through. We're really stubborn people, to say the least. So <laughs> it's uh, going to be fine. And, and it's always, it always helps me, obviously, when when I talk to them and they're as happy as they are, you know, because they could be, It's I feel like it would be easy to lose your mind, you know, when you can't leave the house for that long, but they're all, they're all happy, they're all in good spirits. So uh, with such positivity, you know, it's nothing for me but to be positive. So it's, uh, it's it kind of makes it a lot easier on me and, you know, trying to see how things unfold here and if we get quarantined over here permanently for, not permanently, but for like, seriously, for a period of time, like they are, well, at least to know that, you know, the simple thing of just calling somebody FaceTime and just talking for 30 minutes can make a difference in your day. So that's what I'm doing and that's what I'm going to do if it happens here. Yeah, the, the technology's uh, made it incredible. I'm watching my, my kids, uh, well, thank God they have... A connection to their teachers online because I'm a terrible teacher. I found out with my son. Just, <laughs> just thank God my wife's a teacher. She's like, all right, I'll take over here. I'm like, yes, please do. Um, but it's amazing that they could still have some learning going on uh, during uh, this unprecedented time. Um, you know, I'm about 20 yeah. years older than you, and I don't remember this uh, anything like this ever. Uh, maybe a snowstorm where I live, but that's only for a few days. I mean, this is going to be weeks, if not months. And it's very challenging. And we deal in an outside sport. Um, how are you dealing with uh, the outside sport? Are you able to, to hit golf balls? Are you able to work on your game at all? So in Arizona, you can still go to the golf course. There's still golf courses open. Club, clubhouses, for the most part, are closed. And basically everything is 
to go menu pretty much. You go pick it up and, and go. Uh, but I haven't, you know, uh, out of eight weeks that we're basically not going to have uh, the chance to compete. I, I thought to give myself, you know, before they gave us the news that it was going to be suspended, the PJ did suspend it for one more month. I was like, I'm going to give myself a couple of days before we talk to the PJ tour and see. And uh, just reassess and talk to my family, make, make sure everything's okay before I start practicing again. And then we got the news that it's going to be two months. I'm like, well, this is a good time to actually take some time off, work on uh, workout and just take some time to myself. Me and Kelly never had the opportunity to go on a honeymoon. So, even though we're in a staycation, we are kind of taking it as an opportunity to to be with each other for two weeks. And then uh, if things hopefully clear out, I'll be able to start practicing again. And if not, well, we have a, a more longer extended honeymoon at home. And uh, that's kind of how we're looking at it. And she's laughing right now because she's hearing me. She's hearing me talk. But it'll be an unusual honeymoon. But at least we're looking at it in no way, right? I mean, for how bad reasons or for the wrong reasons we're getting to spend more time together. And, uh, you know, we look at that as a blessing. Like I said, I'm trying to, trying to be really positive and that's a way, good way to look at it. Whether you like it or not, whether you're forced to or not, you're spending time with your loved ones and, you know, any second you can spend with them, any more, any more seconds you can spend with them. It's, it's a gift. Well, so, that, no, you're uh, right. You're, you're, people that can enjoy it. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And the two of you had two weddings, Explain to me how yeah. how you have two weddings and how much you were involved in planning both weddings. I wish you could talk and tell you that I was more involved than most people would believe. Uh, the one in Spain, I don't think we had much to say in all of it. Uh, my mom took care of a lot. Uh, we kind of basically told them to take care of this one. Uh, and we had two because we understood that every family member had the means to go somewhere. So to one spot. Uh, whatever we chose, so at least we did a more Catholic, uh, a Catholic ceremony in Spain, and a more traditional wedding in that sense, with uh, mainly my family over there and some other family members that could come, and then a little bit more fun, uh, still a wedding, more personal, because we said our involved then, but more of a celebration and a party in the U.S., with our friends from the U.S. and our family in the U.S., and the few people that could come from Spain, and that way everybody got to assist at least to one, and that's what we did too now. I was uh, very, knowing me, I like to eat. You know, I have to be a rocket scientist to see that when you see me. So it's, uh, I was really, had a lot to say with food. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had, turns out I had more opinions than I thought. Basically, we were there with a the wedding planner, with the whole wedding set up, and flowers and all that. And I won't, I won't say anything unless I'm asked. And basically, they asked me. And that's probably the worst decision ever made because that's when my, my the inner singer came out and I started saying yes, no, yes, no, no, yes, change this, change that, choose this. And uh, Kelly kind of looked at me with her mouth open like, what the heck is going on right now? <laughs> well, hey, you know what? It, it, it's, it's a couple. You're merging two, so you, you should have uh, some opinions on that. I think it's fair to say, John, and, and folks uh, listening who have seen uh, perhaps some videos uh, in the past, and don't be offended by this, but I don't think you're the best athlete in your marriage. I think Kelly's a better athlete. Oh, she's a better athlete. Come on. Well, uh, I'm, well you've only seen me play golf. No, I well, no, I, 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 and I, American football, which I didn't know existed until I came to the U.S. <laughs> I'm I'm judging. No, it. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, she is, she is. She is an athlete. I mean, she she grew up playing tennis. Did all her recruiting for tennis. 
He said it a quid, walked into the track team through javelin, and then afterwards picked up boxing and many other sports. So she, she definitely is an athlete. She's very strong. Uh, and, uh, yeah, definitely try not to mess with her because she can outrun me. She can hit me hard. She can throw a javelin at me. It's, uh, any ways where she can actually beat me down. So, uh, you know. Well, basically forces me to be the best version of myself. Well, yes. No, I, I'm judging it on the TCU football uh, complex where yeah. she, she did a reverse pivot and then threw a dart to you down the field. I was like, wow. All right. Well, and she's throwing, that was, that was a college-sized football, right? I mean, fully yes. inflated. Uh, if she's throwing a, a more like a mid-size or a smaller one, the fits her hand a little bit better, uh, where she won't be breaking her nails every other throw, <laughs> she can actually throw it. Better and further than you that you see on that video. I've seen them. She can get close to fifty yards. <laughs> well, she's very nice. She always says hello to uh, me and my colleagues on PJ Tour Radio, and uh, she's very nice to talk to. So tell her hello for us. Um, I wanted to ask you about the Olympics. It, it as we're talking, yeah. looks like it might be postponed. Uh, I, mean, I assume that's a goal for you to play in the Olympic Games or with a Ryder Cup year, where you weighing the both. I mean, I don't see the Olympics happening as in right now. Yeah, which is well, sad. I mean, which is sad because you know yeah. that's, that's a that's a dream for many athletes to compete for their country. I wouldn't see. I mean, I hope they can somehow postpone them at some point. Uh, I don't know if they can or not, uh, uh, but it's it's probably going to happen. I mean, you know, you, they can't get the qualifying process going on. You have many athletes in Spain, Italy, and France. They're not going to be able to train for a month it wouldn't be fair to them and then if things they can keep progressing like this there's going to be many athletes throughout the world that can practice and get ready and you know the olympics are the ultimate uh, you know athletic achievement right so if you're if you're training for many years to try to win a gold medal and now all of a sudden towards the end you can't practice for a month or more it's just not fair for the athletes either so uh and who knows what's going to happen, how things are going, right? If this keeps getting extended, uh, who knows what's going to happen. But uh, I think they will be postponed. Uh, I'm not going to say, you know, I think they should, but I think they will be. Yeah. Obviously, as an athlete, I would love to compete. I would love to represent Spain and uh, hopefully win a medal for Spain, hopefully win a gold medal. But uh, it's it's tough. I don't know. It's It's going to be difficult. Yeah, it certainly looks challenging there, and uh, a lot of golf fans heard that and said, ah, don't worry about the Olympics, the Ryder Cup, and <laughs> oh, we all want to see the Ryder Cup happen. We all hope certainly the Open Championship uh, can happen. U.S. Open looks doubtful at this point because of qualifiers and such, There's so, but there's so much we don't yeah. know, John, so it's like, as you said, uh, take this time and pause and, and only worry about what we can control, right, and that's how we spend time with each other. That's exactly what I'm saying. And like for all these people worried, I'm like, listen, there's bigger things to worry about in the world right now. And uh, whether we play a U.S. Open or not, whether we play Ryder Cup or not, whether we play golf or not, should not be the priority, right? Obviously, I know a lot of people are thinking about it, but uh, making sure this virus is taken care of and basically, you know, forgotten about as soon as possible. is, is the main priority. So I think everybody should be doing their part to stay at home and, and, you know, wash your hands and, and just try to be as clean as possible and, and do your part to, to stop the spread of the virus. And that's, uh, that's what I think people should be focusing on. And, uh, once things clear out and we can start maybe thinking about future 
schedule and and when to play golf golf tournaments and uh, and majors we can uh, we can resume this conversation but I think right now just you know spend time with your family uh, which is a gift again and uh, and just you know focus on yourself it's a great time to kind of maybe be selfish and focus on your own and uh, and you know we can talk about tournaments and events and and uh, and sports when uh, when time comes. Final thing, John, I'd be remiss to uh, not tell you this. Uh, I, so uh, out of my two, I, uh, a girl and two boys, my daughter's 17, my older son's 15, and the younger one's 10, whom you met, uh, you are kind enough to sign his flag in the parking lot yeah. at, at San Diego. Very, He was very shy. When we got done, he's like, wow, that was so great. That was John Rom. And there are a few things that my 15-year-old is in awe of with my 10-year-old and what my 10-year-old Dylan told my 15-year-old. I, I met John Rom and got his autograph. He's like, "You what? You met John Rom?" So, uh, you you helped my ten year old be cool to my fifteen year old. So he wanted me to thank you for that. <laughs> hey, I'm the youngest in my family, so I get it. I understand it. <laughs> I know how you feel, so I'm, I'm glad I could help. <laughs> yeah, that was very cool of you. Thank you so much for the time, John. Uh, all the best to you and Kelly and your family over in Spain as we uh, get through this. Thank you very much. Thanks again, Kevin. And uh, best to you guys as well. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you soon out on the PGA Tour. When we come back, Jeff, Brian, and Kevin will be back with you guys. And Jeff's tip of the week coming up on the other side here on Tee to Green on WGR. You're listening to Tee to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs. Tantara Golf Club, Briarwood Country Club, and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned. More Tea to Green coming up. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We're back on TD Green. Kevin Sylvester along with Brian Koziel and Jeff Metis. want to remind you, brought to you in part by Scroy Financial, a locally family-owned financial planning firm. They've been helping Western New Yorkers achieve their financial goals in 19, since 1971. And let me tell you, it is uh, some challenging financial times. So why not reach out and get some help, whether you're just getting started or like, us, uh, like them to review your portfolio, your current plan. You can set up a meeting. Uh, it's a one-hour consultation. And you can probably do it remotely now, uh, given the current climate. Uh, give them a call. Their offices are in West Seneca, but give them a call today, 674-6700. That's 674-6700. Or head to their website, scroyfinancial.com. That's S-G-R-O-I financial.com. And we thank them for their support. All right, let's move on now to our Champions to Report, brought to you by Donald Ross Clothing, right here on Tee to Green. I know that uh, we're all broadcasting remotely. We can't see each other, but I'm wearing my nice Donald Ross golf shirt that uh, the folks provided for us for this year, as always, and it's it's looking good. I got the uh, the nice light blue with a little pink spot, a little 
uh, spots in it, so it looks really nice. But uh, our Champions Tour report uh, is going to lead right into our tip of the week. I'm looking at driving distance on the Champions Tour report, and we know, of course, these are the older players, but boy, do they still hit it far. Um, you probably think, well, where's John Daly right away on this list? So he's fourth in driving distance. He averages 297 and a half yards per drive. The leader on the Champions Tour in driving distance is John Houston. He averages just under 300 yards, 299.8. Uh, Goosen is second, Darren Clark third, and then John Daly is fourth. So driving distance. And of course, distance is something that, of course, all of us want to be able to do, hit the ball farther. And that goes right into our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week here, brought to you by the Western New York PGA. The Western New York PGA has one goal, promoting the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. And, of course, we go to our PGA pro, Jeff Metis, for this. Jeff, trying to get more distance. I'm sure that's everyone's number one goal when they come to you for a lesson here. How can I gain an extra 10 yards on my shot here, even in an oppor- in a time now where maybe I can't practice every day? Well, I think a lot of it is people don't um, practice creating speed. So in order to create speed, so, you know, so every mile an hour you add to your club head speed, you add, I think it's two and a half or three yards. I forget the exact number to how far you'll carry the golf ball. So the more you practice, practice creating speed, the more you're going to be able to do it. A lot of people get out on the range and you hear these old saws like, oh, swing easy and stuff like that. That doesn't help you get faster. So you know, if you're at home this winter, turn a golf club around, hold the club head end of it, and take some, you know, the club becomes very light. Take a lot of swings and practice creating speed. Getting stronger doesn't make you hit it farther. Creating speed makes you hit it farther. Another thing to factor in is your golf club. You know, you might want to check with a PGA professional, get checked. Or one of the quickest ways to hit it farther sometimes is to actually choke up on the on the golf club. You think of a batter who can't get around on a fastball. Does he go to a longer, heavier bat? No, not typically. What he'll do is go to a shorter, lighter bat to be able to get around. Same thing in golf. And with a shorter club, you're going to tend to hit it in the center of the blade more frequently, which is another variable in distance. So you want to have centerness of contact, speed, angle of attack, launch angle, spin rate. There's a bunch of different factors, but the number one will be speed, centerness of contact, and then you're going to look at spin rate. So I would practice in the yard creating speed. Practice swinging as fast as you can. Practice swinging like clubs. And then we talked about this last week. Turn around and swing left-handed a bunch just to release the other side. Get Stretch out a little bit. Get longer. Um, do some exercise that have some explosiveness in it instead of, you know, jogging or something like that that's uh, great for your cardio but doesn't help you create speed. And then, you know, check with your PGA Pro. There's a million ways. Everybody's a little bit different, and you can create speed. There's people that are lag loaders and hinge lo- and there's different ways to load the golf club. And, and and a lesson or two on the fundamentals and may help you just hit it a lot, lot further and with just a few simple changes. All right, good advice there. Uh, of course, you can check out a lot of videos on our Tea to Green website, T, the number two, T2Green.golf. And if you click on videos, uh, Jeff's got a whole bunch of information there, not only on how to, of course, increase distance, but uh, other videos on chipping and putting and sand play and hitting the driver. Uh, all that on our website, t2green.golf. Also, while you're there, if you're not already a member, uh, sign up for our t to green Club, where we have lots of great giveaways, newsletters, all that sort of stuff. And Kev, I know uh, as the golf season gets, hopefully get going here uh, in Western New York soon, uh, our t to green Club is going to be more and more active, and uh, it's definitely a spot you're going to want to be if you're a golfer here in the Buffalo area. 
Well, yes, uh, you know, we're going to have giveaways. Our friends at Michelob Ultra are, uh, again, providing um, some great prizes for us to give away this year through the club. Uh, frankly, uh, I haven't, we haven't done any giveaways right now uh, because of what's going on in our world and just getting out to uh, ship those packages. Uh, the, the home office of Tita Green does not have a shipping department. Um, <laughs> so I just want to mention that. So everybody be patient with that. When things get back to normal, uh, we will uh, get back to normal, ramp up those giveaways. So thanks for your patience uh, when it comes to that. Hey, and, uh, you know, if, if you're a member at a club and they are still offering takeout services, support your club by doing that. Uh, however, maybe, you know, you can support your club in different ways, even if you're not able to get out and play. If you are able to play, uh, enjoy the time. Use proper social distancing, as we all have been saying. Um, being on the golf course is a, a very peaceful spot and maybe a good stress reliever for a lot of you. And again, what has been a uh, another tough week for all of us. But hopefully, uh, as we join you every Saturday, we give you a little distraction and some good golf talk. And uh, we'll keep the positive vibes going here as uh, we roll on from week to week week to week here on T to Green. Kevin, thanks so much. That uh, interview with John Rahm was great. Have a great week. Looking forward to uh, catching up with you again soon. Jeff, same to you. All right, we'll put a wrap here on T to Green. For Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis, I'm Brian Colziel, Derek Kramer, thank you for producing. We will talk to you next week right here on T to Green on WGR Sports Radio 550. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.